when I'm inspired and when I'm energized and when I'm surrounded by people that inspire and energize me, I just feel sexy. I feel horny. I feel excited. I feel energized. This moment is building you into your most powerful self, your strongest self, the person that you were born to be. So step into the light, stand in your full power, and remember who the fuck you are. Welcome back to Remember Who the Fuck You Are. I'm your host, Ashley Kristen, and today we are talking about love, sex, relationships, and power. And I am joined by someone who radiates the energy of love, of sex, and of power. She is a dancer, an actress, a model, a performer. Let's welcome Miss Imogene Eastland. Hi, y'all. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, I've never done anything like this before. I listen to your podcast all the time. Yay! So this is just like full circle, honestly. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. So who the fuck are you? Ooh, good question. I know this one. I am, like you said, a performer, an artist, a creative. I'm a wife, an animal lover, and many other things. I think I change constantly, and I love all the things that I do in my work and in my life, and I'm constantly fighting to be a better person. I love that. Yeah. Constantly fighting to be a better person. Thank you. Now, I, I said in the beginning how you exude this energy of just like love and sex and power. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know how you got into performing mm-hmm. and just stage life. Because I know you do burlesque. Yes. You, I mean, I've, I've seen the choreography. <laughs> so I know it's sexy. I, I know you in person. So I know yes. you're sexy. So how did you get into this? So both of my parents were performers. My mom was a dancer, actress, and my father was actually a professional ballet dancer and jazz dancer in Chicago. And they met and fell in love. And when I was raised, we just always had music on in the house. I was always watching Bob Fosse on the TV and, you know, copying the moves and I don't know if you know who Bob Fosse is, but he's a very sexy jazz dancer. So even at a young age, I always felt like very in tune with embracing dance and embracing like just showing myself through my body, just in a releasing tension through movement and finding that release through the movement in your body. So I'm really thankful for my parents who have open my eyes to the arts because it really is just a release of passion and energy. I was just going to say, like, I love that you grew up in a household Mm -hmm. where connecting with your body was so encouraged and it was such a big thing for you because growing up for me, while my parents put me in dance and I was in sports, so there Mm -hmm. was some type of connection to my body. There was lots of shame around just whether it was me developing, right, going mm-hmm. through puberty and it's like, all right, you're getting older. And so putting that pressure of becoming a woman on mm-hmm. me who still just wants to be a child, Absolutely. but also just being uncomfortable in the sense of how I looked and how I felt because it was never right, right? I was yeah. always too thick or too short or just not good enough. And so it, it sounds really empowering for your parents to be like, yes, move, connect, do this. Yeah. I mean, it was really empowering. And I think to be completely honest with you, I didn't even know how empowering it was at the time. I just was trying to have fun. And my parents, uh, they just they just were so passionate about the arts that it kind of flowed into other things. So my mom was also a model um, and she also even to this day, is very sexually open. She's just very free-spirited by nature. Once I got older, she always was very, like, open about that stuff and very communicative and always celebrated that part of my life in a very safe way, of course, an appropriate way. But she was always very open to having those conversations and, 
you know, not shaming me for that side of myself, which is good because I got it from her. So I love that. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm, I always feel for the people who felt the shame growing up because I constantly am working towards not allowing that in my life and not celebrating the shame, celebrating the power instead. Well, it definitely shows. And I was going to ask like what that did for your self-esteem as a child, as a teenager, just like becoming a woman. Because again, your mom was like, yes, let's do this. Let's be open. Let's discuss this. There's no shame around it. I think it's sometimes a cultural thing. Sometimes it's a generational thing Mm -hmm. where we're like, oh, we have to shut down parts of ourselves in order to fit into what the world says that Mm -hmm. you should be. And so to have this freedom to grow up with, like, I can't even imagine, but it explains why you are the way that you are today. Like the energy I feel from you. Aw, thank you. I Yeah, I feel like my self-esteem, as most people growing up, went up and down. I would say that I was always really confident as a small child. People tell stories of me in elementary school, people who know me from back then, of me like dancing in the mirror to my reflection while a class was going on. Wow. So I've always kind of had that side to myself and I've always loved that side of myself. But, you know, there was a period of time where I was the weird girl and, you know, there was a period of time where my body started changing and I didn't really know what to do with that. And growing up, like my family didn't have a lot of money. So I wore a lot of hand-me-down clothes. And so like if my clothes didn't fit right, people noticed and they said something. I started thrifting and finding like clothes that made me feel confident and powerful and beautiful. And I think you have to fake the confidence to start believing the confidence. Now, today, my self-confidence comes from telling myself, like, look at all the things that you're achieving. Look at all the things that you've done on your list from forever ago. I accomplished this. I accomplished that. And just really pocketing the small wins that maybe like we forget to pocket mm-hmm. and just reliving those when I have bad days. Or sometimes it's, you know, just making myself up like really, really nice. I don't know. It when just, you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you do good. When you do good, you play good. And when you play good, they pay good. I got that from Deion Sanders, I, but I live by that. I know, you say that saying a lot. I know that about you. Word up. But I mean, it's a perfect, like your story, it's a perfect I feel like summary of how you can turn something that was a painful experience and turn that into power, into confidence, into creation, right? I would love to know how tapping into this creative part of you, this sexual part of you and being so open and free, how has that affected the other parts of your life? You know, it's affected my life in a lot of ways. I would say being open and free for a long time has made a lot of people question who I am. Mm -hmm. And then that has made me question who I am. I think it's really surprising to people when you love yourself fully and you really embrace everything that life brings at you. Um, A lot of people get scared of that. But I, I think that the people that really respect you and know you as a person will begin to see that it has let in more opportunities than I could have ever imagined. Mm. I never thought I'd be a go-go dancer ever. But when the opportunity arose and I was like, oh my gosh, I saw a girlfriend doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. The costumes are beautiful. She's so fierce and comfortable in her own skin. I just want to be just like that. And then I went for it and I got it. And I was like, still, it was not really within my comfort zone yet. But just opening up to the experience changed my life. I met incredible people. I'll never forget. I'm beginning to write a play about the whole experience. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful that I have learned to be open-minded and just embrace opportunities. I would say like the sexual side of things, again, like My husband, I'm married. My husband, thank God, is so accepting of who I am. But I have always been a flirty queen. I just, I can't help it. I love to flirt. I, I love to, I just share love and give love, not in like a manipulative way, but sometimes I just, I just want everyone around me to feel special. 
And sometimes I use it to, you know, make connections and network and Mm -hmm. it makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel like I'm in my powerful zone. All right. There's a lot you said that I'm like, (laughs) I want to unpack this. Number one, just the fact that you said that some people are triggered by people that are comfortable, that love Mm -hmm. themselves. And that is so true because they feel like, here's the thing. I always say that your confidence will either inspire people to kind of raise their frequency to that level mm-hmm. or it will trigger their insecurities because they will see it as a threat to who they are, right? Yes. And so I think it depends a lot on where that person is just mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. how, like where their level of consciousness is. But it's always, for me at least, and I know for you too, because you mm-hmm. have such a pure heart, the intention is always to uplift, to yes. inspire and not like trigger. Like if mm-hmm. I'm doing something And this is a big thing I I wish people understood. Mm -hmm. If you see something, if you experience something that's like, I want that. I wish I had that. That quality and that attribute lives within you. Mm -hmm. That means that you're drawing it closer to your physical reality. It's not a part of your experience because you can't have it. Yeah, It's there because it's yours. And you just have to figure out what is it I need to do to be able to embody that energy because you're aligning with it. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. Yeah, Another huge thing you said is, I'm a flirty queen. I flirt with everybody. <laughs> I use that power. And I believe that. We mm-hmm. kind of had a conversation yes. like this in the past. And I told you, like, I don't think flirting is always a romantic thing. Mm-mm. It's a part of our divine feminine energy. Absolutely. And we all have it, no matter if we're man or woman. It's a it's the law of gender, right? The balance of mask and femme. Mm-hmm. And to me, and it sounds like to you too, like flirting is like, I want that. I'm going to mm-hmm. get it. Let me let me open my heart to it and yes. let me draw it close to me. Absolutely. And like you see that in so many ways and we kind of talked about this in this conversation is like just like through the eye contact, the body language. I mean, you can really make someone feel invited, invested, and special and in return, I think they want to do the same. And it doesn't necessarily mean like I want to have sex with you or I want to marry you. Sometimes it means, hey, I really want that promotion and I see you and I respect that. There it is. Yeah. There it is. I see you. I connect with you. I hear you. Mm -hmm. I respect you. Mm -hmm. I'm open. I'm understanding. I'm listening. I'm supportive. (laughs) I feel like it says so many of those things. Like when you see a person's eyes, it's like, like you said, it's an mm-hmm. invitation to open up, to understand that you and I are both human and we're having some type of interaction. Exactly. It doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be romantic. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, that's how we can use something that's usually seen as mm-hmm. sexual energy as a powerful creative force to say, Absolutely. I want this and yeah. it's mine. You see that in so many ways, too, as a performer, like when you see an actress really make the connections with their eye contact mm-hmm. or, you know, with their body language, it speaks so much more than if they're disconnected or they're looking the other way. It makes it makes the person seem insecure and disconnected. Okay. So I think in the same way, it works with life. Yeah, like, I agree. And you know what? It's so funny you brought that example up because <laughs> I've been noticing, like I've been just more aware of it lately. Mm-hmm. I've been studying like stand up and interviews and just any art form really and what makes it so powerful and what makes me feel like oh I'm really into this Mm -hmm. this person is captivating Mm -hmm. is when they do give you eye contact right but also (laughs) like when you can tell that they feel it like Mm -hmm. when you really lean into the energy you can tell someone isn't holding back and they've just allowed themselves to be free in whatever it is they're doing I'm like I love Yes, you can't help it. You're just drawn to them. And I feel like, oh, that energy is, you know, you can do so much with that energy when you work with someone in that way. Yeah. It's just limitless. When is the first time you remember feeling like that? Because you're an amazing performer. And so I want to know when the first time you felt like, I am so free, I am into this, I know that I'm giving you the energy that I'm, that I'm here to give you. It's hard to say because I've been dancing for so long, but I will say that I remember having my breakthrough theater moment, which is so nerdy to say, but it's true. It happens. Um, I was playing Miss Hannigan and Annie, 
And I was crazy. I was crazy, batshit wild Miss Hannigan. And I just let it all go. And it was that moment that I realized I could. I had the power to be this just powerful in that time, evil woman and just let it all out. There were other moments. I mean, when I started my go-go career where I just like, it clicked. I am in a different realm. I'm in myself. I am completely powerful and untouchable. And that it's almost like you're in a different state. You're in a different Mm -hmm. mindset. It's maybe like a performance, but you're also kind of feels Zen to me. Like I'm in my perfect confidence element, feeling myself just untouchable. So I remember when I started feeling that at GoGo and less insecure about what people were looking at or what they thought of my dance skills or mm-hmm. it was a powerful moment. I love that. I know exactly what you mean when you said that you felt zen and it was that breakthrough. And this is kind of a reveal. <laughs> but so my first time feeling like that again, growing up for me was very like, these are the things you do mm-hmm. as a lady. These are the things you don't do as a lady. Yeah. And again, sexuality wasn't embraced. So the first time I decided to explore and truly embrace Mm -hmm. my sexuality without fear or shame or guilt, which are really big things for Mm me, was in the nightlife and becoming (laughs) a dancer. And that made me feel so damn powerful. And I know there's so many different ways to look at it, right? But it's it's really like this connection with mm-hmm. your body, which we talked about, and just to your own energy and to say, fuck it. Like, <laughs> this is me. I'm just moving. This has nothing to do with anybody else. Mm-hmm. This is me just really like giving you the energy of who I am. And it was a discovery of who I was at that point because I had been shutting that part of me off for so long. Mm-hmm. To open it up, it was like the floodgates came out. I'm like, wait yes. a minute, where did this confidence come? <laughs> where did this movement come? Where did this energy come? To be honest with you, I thought I had two left feet no. before that. And I'm like, wow. And I can make people mm-hmm. feel good just from me feeling good. Yes. It was literally a transfer of energy from performance. And I was like, my life will never be the same in yes. the best way possible. Just because that was when I finally felt like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is this is a part of me that I was just letting not live. I was letting mm-hmm. it die. And I'm so thankful to revive that part of me and to because it's such a big part in my success is such a big Mm -hmm. part in even health like when we shut ourselves off to the different parts of us it's impossible for us to be healthy because there are parts of us that are locked away that aren't free absolutely and like we said earlier it's part of your power I'm glad to hear that that was a huge part of your success it was that big breakout moment I've seen you dance girl you got it. Oh thank my gosh. You, you kill thank it you. every time. Thank you. You're being kind. You're no, being kind, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about, and we just talked about the freedom of the dance and just doing whatever art you have gives you. Have you ever felt blocked creatively or like you you couldn't express yourself or have you ever had a challenge with that where it's like, oh, gosh, I'm I'm not dancing and I just feel so blocked and creatively and in other parts of my life? Yeah. I mean, I went to school for musical theater and got my minor in dance. And at school, you know, they they bring you all these techniques and, and give you all this criticism. And I remember I went back to school. So I went to one college, a conservatory, a very, very competitive conservatory for musical theater and dance. And then I transferred and went back to school. And the place that I transferred to, they didn't cast me in a musical once. Hmm. And I didn't really know why. And I didn't think that maybe I was didn't have the talent. I was confused. But a theater, as much as I love it, because it comes from my background, it comes from my childhood, sometimes I think that the musical theater industry can be a little bit, what's the word? It can be locked. Okay. in the technique of it. You know, you have to sing this certain way. You have to dance a certain way. You have to look a certain way. Whereas 
if you just say that I'm an artist, I'm a creative, and you open yourself to other opportunities that come, like go, go dancing, writing a play, being a talent coordinator, like all those things are creative jobs that have made me feel more open than being a musical theater actress because of just the roles that you have to fit. And sometimes it feels nice to just let yourself be exactly who you are, exactly what you want to do and move with the tide and change as your mind change with a new idea. Mm -hmm. So sometimes in those moments of fear, I feel stuck and I feel like I just am stunned and can't move, can't move forward. And that's why I surround myself by people who celebrate those small wins, even if it isn't booking a show. Like, for example, the go-go thing. My mom did not understand it, even though she's open-minded, did not understand it. And eventually she kind of came around. But, you know, I, I surround myself with people who look at that as a win. I love the story about you saying how, yeah, my mom is open, but she had trouble with me go-go dancing mm-hmm. at first because she just didn't understand it. And so I, I struggle with people that place judgment on other people to say, hey, this is something that I'm feeling called to do. Mm-hmm. And then other people saying, and, I, and I'm not saying your mother's like this, but there are people in the world like this, societies like this, mm-hmm. where they say, how dare you? Oh, yeah. Why would you? Mm-hmm. That That is this Shame and that. And there's these labels. And it's like, what makes you think you're allowed to tell another person how their soul should be expressed? Exactly. You are not that person. Yes, we're all one, but mm-hmm. we should all have the freedom to express ourselves in the way that we feel called. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you are judging me for my form of self-expression, then you are most certainly judging yourself. Absolutely. Right? You most certainly hate yourself mm-hmm. if you are giving me hate. So it's mm-hmm. like just... Let us live. Yes. Be free. Let us be. Do what you want to do. If you want to live in the suburbs and be a housewife and have lots of babies, good for you, queen. Do it. I celebrate that. But I'm going to do me for a second. I'm going to go-go dance on the box. And it's going to make me feel really, really good. And I hope that you can celebrate that, too. I just hate that we were taught that there were so many things that were wrong Mm -hmm. or that women or men even that we shouldn't do as humans. Here's the thing for me. My my (laughs) rule of thumb is if it comes from a place of love, Mm -hmm. right? If it's expansive, if it feels good, if it uplifts, if it empowers, Mm -hmm. then why not? Exactly. Then what what makes it wrong or what makes it inappropriate? I think it's all about the energy that we come from. Now, things that come from this place of fear and I need to project this onto you and Mm -hmm. this is hateful. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We we could label those things like it's energy at the end of the day. But if it's love and it's expansive, why is it? wrong it's right for that person yeah it may not be your thing but it's somebody else's if it's bringing good into your life and bringing opportunity into your life and the person is safe and happy you shouldn't worry about it worry about yourself exactly i love that you have such a balance of feminine and masculine energy like where does that balance come from because you're a hustler you are a Mm go-getter you will give us love give us sexy give us pinup but then you'll also be like I'm I'm going to get it. That's just what it is. You have a corporate day job. So Mm -hmm. you go get it there. You go get it when you're go-go dancing. Like, where does that come from? How do you find that balance? Oh my gosh. That's so funny that you say that because it was my 2024 goal to slide a little more into my soft feminine energy, (laughs) which I feel like you understand because I do, I, I am in my, a lot of the times I find myself in my masculine energy as a woman, which by definition means that I, I'm a planner, I move quick, I'm, I'm constantly running on what, what to do next with my career. But I think what powers me is my family, my goals. I want to be a person who, when I'm gone, my legacy lives on. I was raised with brothers. I was raised with an older brother and a younger brother and another younger brother. I also have a sister. But Mostly my older brother raised me Mm -hmm. and he is intense. And I think that like being around men all the time in the household, even though they're artsy, it did affect me. And I I think like in a way 
that's where some of that masculine energy came from. Okay. I would also say like my husband has a feminine side. He was raised with mostly women. So it kind of parallels. balance there. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I registered it when we first started dating. I was like, oh, this is kind of perfect. Like he was raised with sisters. I was raised with brothers. A nice balance. But he's very like a soft, gentle man. You know, he likes to cook. He's a slow guy. Like he likes to hang out and watch movies on the couch. Mm-hmm. He's a homebody. Okay. So I think a lot of my masculine energy, my go-getter side comes from almost the balance there. Mm-hmm. I want to work hard. I want to I want to raise my family right. I want to have the means to raise my family right. I just want people to say that I did something important, which I think comes from you need both feminine and masculine energy Absolutely. to do that. I myself, believe it or not, I don't know if you know this or if you can tell, but I have a lot of masculine energy. Oh, yeah, I can tell. (laughs) I mean, I have feminine energy, too, and it was Uh very hard for me to find that balance of feminine energy because, again, like, so I have a cousin that jokes like, you are your dad's first son. And um, What? Because I, I... was like raised to be a go-getter. Like mm-hmm. I remember being 10 years old and my parents like, Hey, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, I want you to take me to the wholesale candy store because I'm going to start a candy business. And I would go to school and I would take pre-orders and I would make people pay. And then I would package their candy at home and bring it to school the next day. Like I was always like, my father's an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. So I was always like, go get it, go hustle, go like, make it happen for yourself. And I was very like, just taught to like be an asset, never be dependent upon someone else for anything. Exactly. And that energy just like, was like, this is who I am. And it wasn't until that breakthrough that I had during my performance and dancing and feeling into my body mm-hmm. where I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. there is something else here. There is something else that <laughs> will make, my masculine energy more powerful, but also balance me out. Absolutely. Because I was not like a lover in relationships. I was like, don't call me. I'll call you. (laughs) I was like, do you need me to call you an Uber to get home? Because I can do that. Like Mm -hmm. I was like really masculine. Like I feel that. I mean, when you say not needing to depend on anybody, I super relate to that. Like as much as I, I am... Not really independent in my personal life. Like I have a husband and I have lots of animals. I'm close with my family. But I love the idea of like if anything were to happen, I'd be set. I'd be good to go and I could take care of things on my own. My mother was a single mother. And, you know, she was I, – I noticed she was always scared that the men in her life would just like – something would happen to them and she would have to take care of things. And sometimes that did happen and it was scary. So I, I think that that comes from that side of things too, wanting to be able to provide, wanting to make things happen, goal oriented. That's one of the things I really respect about you and look up to you um, for. Yeah. I appreciate that. I I will say that I do enjoy being a lover now. I mean, I'm still not like, (laughs) A romantic, if that's what you would call it. Really, I, I, I'm compassionate and I'm thoughtful, uh-huh. and I and I don't think that I had. Maybe I did have those qualities before, but they're definitely more intense now that I've, you know, know that I have masculine and feminine energy and mm-hmm. have learned to balance them both. Like I'm caring and I'm thoughtful, and I do know how to nurture. I'm, I'm the oldest of six, so. Yes. I know how to nurture and but I'm okay with being a lover and I think that one thing that was instilled in me when I was younger and I don't think that my parents like directly taught me this Mm -hmm. I think just experience in life I'm like oh it's weak to love it's weak to open up it's weak to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and when I went through all the crazy darkness I went through I learned that to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be loving, to be caring is one of the greatest strengths and powers that we hold. Absolutely. So it um, is, it is hard. I never realized how hard it would be to be vulnerable as an adult. mm -hmm. Like it was so easy when I was little, I would just cry, cry, cry. But when I started paying bills (laughs) for myself, I was so stressed about the bills and about life and about the job. I mean, when I can get myself into a really good, vulnerable moment, 
I try to celebrate it because it is rare to just like be able to be so open with someone and vulnerable with someone. And we have to have those moments as humans. We have to. Absolutely. I 1000% agree with that. I'm glad that you found that of yourself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Saved my life. Changed my life. Definitely. It's made me who I am today. I will definitely say that. All right, let's take a quick break. What would it feel like to be completely satisfied in all areas of your life? Being healthy and happy, having peace of mind, great relationships, complete freedom, deeper levels of joy and pleasure, and the clarity and focus to create your best work. Your sexual energy gives you the power to do this. Because it's good for more than just sex. It's a powerful creative force that can be used to create anything you want in life. And I want to help you harness that power in my new digital experience where pleasure is transformed into power. This is a VIP level experience for a small group of people. So be the first to know when doors open this spring by signing up for the VIP list at ashkristen.com VIP. That's A-S-H-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N dot com slash V-I-P. Now, we talked okay. about you being a newlywed. That's a new role you have to play in life, right? To be yeah. a wife, to give energy, to love and devotion to that role. Like, how do you still take time to nurture and love you as an individual with, you know, cause it's, it's one thing to be a wife and to give all that energy to relationship, mm -hmm. but how do you still give that to you when you need it? That's a really great question. I think I'm still figuring that out. Honestly, being so new in my marriage, I always knew I wanted to get married. I didn't always know that I was going to be such a go-getter. Honestly, it's kind of something that I figured out once I got married, I think that like getting married was a huge thing for me, like a huge thing on my bucket list. I wanted to find a really good, kind man and marry him. And then I'll focus on my career, which is kind of backwards a little bit, but it's been working for me. I'd say finding time for myself. I do my best when I'm working. I love to work. I love to experience work in, in new and exciting ways and creative work especially. So for me, a lot of the love for myself is taking on those opportunities. I just took a trip to Utah for go-go dancing. We go-go danced at the Tao Sundance Film Festival after oh, party. Nice. Yeah, after party. It was so fun. Met up with some New York girls and I had to explain to my husband, like, this is about me. I need you to celebrate this moment for me because this has nothing, no offense to him. He's great and fabulous and we have lots of wins together, but this was a win for me and my career as an individual. And so I think it's also just recognizing moments in my life that are just about me and not about our family or about him. And it's also in the small things like a bubble bath at the end of the night, mm. going out with my girlfriends and, you know, just like giving to them, giving love to them, having them give love to me is for me, my animals. I am obsessed with animals. I have four animals. My animals make me feel like myself. Like when I spend time at the dog park, it's so small, but that is giving to myself. Watching those dogs run around, you know, that has nothing to do with my career. That has to do with my joy for animals. So that makes me feel really good. And I also love to spend money on myself. So yes. just going shopping always feels good to make myself feel special and loved as well. I love that. Yeah. Is it safe to say that these are all things that help you? Because, you know, sometimes we get in relationships and we lose ourselves mm -hmm. in them. Are these the things that kind of help you stay grounded in who Emma Jean is oh, yeah. and not lose yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I have to explain it to him too. Like, look, I need a shopping spree day. I just need some Emma Jean time. This is about Emma Jean or, mm -hmm. but also, you know, that stuff giving to him fills me up as well. So in another that. way. 
Yeah. I, I definitely, I, I would say in my younger years, teenage <laughs> years, I was the girl that would get lost in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, looking back, I understand why. It was because I was looking for someone to give me the love that I wasn't giving myself. Mm-hmm. And that was allowing them to control me, right? Mm-hmm. Control me emotionally, to control my energy. And now, thankfully, I understand that I can fill myself up with love. I mm-hmm. Your love is a bonus. It's a plus. Yes. I love that you love me, but you don't control my energy. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I my love for me controls how I feel about me. But I love that you feel this way about me. Mm-hmm. And if you were to take that away, absolutely it would hurt. Absolutely I would yes. have to grieve that relationship, but it is not going to break me. Oh, Whereas yeah. before I thought, oh gosh, this is life ending. <laughs> now I'm like, you'll just power me up more. I think that that's healthier. Honestly, you, as much as I want to say that I would, I don't know, I just, there was a period of time, I met my husband when I was 19. So there was a period of time that I was like, I would die without him. I would, I would lose myself. I would mm. completely be gone if it wasn't for him. I feel like I can very confidently say now that I'm so grateful to have him in my life, mm-hmm. but I know what I'm doing. I got it going on and I've got it handled. So I'm really proud to be in a place like that where I, it's a, we're together because we love each other and respect each other and lift each other up, but not because we need each other to be happy. With every relationship, yes. right? Just adding, not it's a make or break if we don't have it, mm-hmm. adding to your happiness because you already know how to be happy on your own. That's healthy relationship. Absolutely. Now, have you ever been hurt? And oh. if so, how did you like cope with that pain? Oh my gosh, I'm, I feel like I'm hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean specifically with a partner? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So... Like I said, I met my husband when I was 19, so I was pretty young. But right before, I have a couple stories. Right before I met him, I was dating a guy in high school. And I remember him. He was really gorgeous and really funny and tall. And I went away to college. He was a little younger than me. And I came back and we had this big conversation about how long distance was tricky or whatever. And he was like, okay, well if it's that hard, let's just break up. Like no, no fighting for the relationship, nothing. And we were in bed naked when that happened. So kind of crazy and uncomfortable. Like who breaks up with someone naked in bed? Like that's wild. So that was hard to handle. It took me a long time to get over. And then when I met my husband, I think he hurt me the hardest because it took him a very long time to come around to the idea to be serious with me. So when I met him, he had just had a huge heartbreak. His girlfriend at the time was on a national tour of Lion King and she had been cheating on him the whole time. Wow. Not like in an open way, in like a, he, she totally lied about it way. So he was heartbroken. And I met my husband when we were doing Beauty and the Beast. We were doing a a kid's company show together. And I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, this man is beautiful and I'm in trouble. Um, Because that's kind of how I operate. It was not, I was like, I've picked the prettiest guy in the cast. And I was like, okay, so that is who I'm going to be flirting with this time. But he We would flirt backstage and finally asked me out. And it was the best date of my entire life. We went to, oh, we went bowling and then we went to tacos and then we went to the beach and then we went to see a show at the Goodman Theater. And then he asked me to sleep over and I did. And I remember the next morning being on top of him. This is so TMI, but whatever, it's fun. And being like, oh my God, I'm so in love with this man already. And it's been one date. It's just so ridiculous. And so I was just like, so what are you looking for right now? You know, like that question that comes up if you're like feeling it real hard. Mm-hmm. And he was like, mm, nothing. Oh. I, I don't really, I'm not looking for anything at all. Six months later, we're still seeing each other and exclusively. And again, I was like, so we've been seeing each other exclusively for six months. Do you still want nothing? And he was like, yeah, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. So we eventually broke up and I started seeing other people. But I was heartbroken that he couldn't come around. I'd been investing my time, my energy. 
I was hoping so hard that I was doing everything right so that I could win him over, but nothing. Like it was just not working. He wasn't ready. The second I started seeing other people though, he was ready. So, you know, just got to wait it out, I guess. But he really hurt me bad when he told me the second time that he wouldn't want to be with me. Wow. Never been cheated on though, at least to my knowledge. And I know a lot of people have been, and I can't imagine that pain that he's gone through. Mm-hmm. Ouch. I've definitely been cheated on. <laughs> and, and it was like the worst type of cheating. It was like a friend, a boyfriend cheating with a friend or someone no. that I thought was my friend. Obviously wasn't my friend. That was like high school years though. It still hurts. High it, school. Is, oh, it's like, high school. You're uh, like, you're still getting to trying to figure things out, yes. trying to figure out who you are, trying to figure out life. And you're just like, it's the end of the world. But I, I definitely have a story similar to you and your husband's story where I was, I think, college and post-college hanging out with this guy and hooking up with this guy, dating <laughs> this guy. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I I. I I like him so much. Dare I say I love this man? <laughs> and but we would do like couple things. We'd yeah. go grocery shopping together. We'd cuddle. We'd shower yes. together. That's a couple thing. That's not like a hookup thing. And it was no. like, oh no, I'm. This is not a relationship type of thing. And I again, I had very masculine energy. So I'm like, oh okay, you want to play like this? Fine. It's just. <laughs> You know, let's stop all the couple stuff then. But it it didn't stop. I just fell deeper in love. Mm -hmm. And then finally, while I'm like, oh, we're so close. We're basically in a relationship. I hear him on the phone like, oh, I'm moving away in like a week. What? You couldn't tell? Like, oh, my God. How do you not tell the person you're sleeping with that you're moving away? Like I hear through a phone call that you have with a buddy. He's like, oh, yeah, I just I guess I didn't just thing to tell you long story short I'm like all right we're like for me I'm like I'm done with this I'm giving up on it I've put too much time and energy into it the moment he moves away (laughs) to a different state he's like I realize that I want to be with you did I give it a chance I did (laughs) and that relationship we're not together but I learned a lot about myself and what I needed to give myself and who I am all right so Do you have a daily routine or practice that really helps you tap into your sexual energy and and really that balance of masculine and feminine energy? I am a huge advocate for working out. I wake up every morning at five o'clock and my husband and I go to the gym together. And well, we start our day with coffee and then go to the gym together. Couples go. Oh yeah. You know, honestly, it to start your day with your partner, I think is so, at least for me, is so important for us to just be on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how's your day? Blah, 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 blah. Plus I'm a morning sex girl. Like I love starting the day with my person and then we separate, right? I love going in the sauna and doing my gratitude. Yeah. I love just like, working out and like just pumps my endorphins. So that's huge for me. Creatively, I work with such sexually empowered women every day. So just having those conversations with them, being open about all of that, all of it that encompasses in that world. I know I mentioned bathtubs, but bathtubs are huge for me. Like just being naked with myself by myself once a day, whether it's like the shower or a bathtub, like connects me to my body. Mm. So, you know, being in a marriage, you're constantly with someone else. You're, mm. you're constantly like, whether dep- their marriages look different for everyone. Right. But personally, I sleep with my partner every night and, you know, I forget what it feels like just to have m- my own naked body and surround myself with my own power in that way. So bathtubs are huge for me. I love to just like get naked and be by myself sometimes and enjoy that, like enjoy my body in what it is right now. Yeah. So again, dancing is huge for me. Dancing is just like a release of endorphins, energy, power. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel beautiful. And I think like the biggest thing that makes just 
my confidence and my sexual side and my all my energies flow is through movement and dance. Movement, yes. Yes. You have a very sexy morning. <laughs> Shit. What? Your morning is sexy as hell. Well, I don't take the baths in the morning. But okay, well, your day is sexy. <laughs> you got a sexy day, which explains why you radiate <laughs> so much sexual energy. Thank you. Now, I don't know if my day is as sexy as yours, but I have some of the same practices that are like my go-tos daily, and it is that morning workout Mm-hmm. Baby, I need that morning workout. Oh, yeah. Also, like connecting with my body for me, it does look like movement, but it also looks like breath work. Like I need I need to feel my chest rise. I need to feel my belly inflate and deflate. And a really, really big thing for me, I don't even think anybody knows this, unless you've lived with me, I love to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like whether I'm naked, whether I'm in clothes, like for me, that that's a connection. Because what better way than to see yourself? Absolutely. That's so funny that you say that because I used to get in trouble for looking in the mirror too much by like my family. They'd be like, Emma, get, you, get your head out of the mirror. Get your head out of the mirror. But I've always loved looking in the mirror and just you know, reflecting mm-hmm. with yourself, you know? Yeah. my So my relationship with the mirror has changed so much over mm-hmm. the years because I used to look in the mirror to pick myself apart mm-hmm. because I, I was brought up being told that everything about me was wrong. And since I've done like the inner work to, to shift that energy, I look in the mirror and sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to fix this, that. But it's not in a way that's like I'm picking myself apart. It's like, damn, I look good. Look at the progress I'm making. Look yeah. at the results. Look at me in the gym. Ooh, I'm going to do this and this. Like to build a body, to build a mind, to build anything for me is exciting and it's sexy as hell. Like just to have that creative flow. So a- another thing that really helps me tap into it is creating, like you said, like mm-hmm. just having creative conversations, thinking of concepts, ideas, writing scripts. Mm-hmm. What am I putting out to the world next? That to me is sexy. Like oh, if yeah. I'm not turned on by what I'm putting <laughs> out, why am I putting it out? Exactly. I feel that too. I feel really when I'm inspired and when I'm energized and when I'm surrounded by people that inspire and energize me, I just feel sexy. I feel horny. I feel excited. I feel energized. I agree with that. (laughs) All of the above. All of the above. All right. So if there is somebody out there right now that's like, I'm feeling blocked. I don't feel free. They're not really opening themselves up to every part of them. What advice would you give them? Like, what's one thing they can do to essentially free themselves? I would say there's one thing. (laughs) However many things you got. Give us what you got. I'm a chatty Kathy. I would say, first of all, I would distance yourself from the people that are holding you back. Mm. Because if they are not supporting you and in your openness and in your new experiences, let them go. Mm -hmm. They should be supporting you in everything that you do, everything that comes your way. Anyone who's locking you up, just let them go. Or, you know, put a safe distance. They don't need to be in your VIP seat. Put them in the back row. I also would say, you know, it's so funny, but patterns help me release, help me, I guess, open up to new experiences. I would say like find something day to day to start your day with, something that like feels consistent to you, to allow yourself to make decisions that bring new and exciting opportunities your way. For example, like if it's the gym first thing in the morning, maybe it's just a walk. Maybe it's writing in your gratitude journal. Whatever it is to reflect and just keep one form of consistency every day, I think that that allows our brain to release anxiety and instead like just open yourself up to the new opportunities and give your mind ease to just be and explore. I love that. Yeah. Very, very well said. Thank you. (laughs) Now, is there anything that you have coming up in the future? I know you said you're working on a play, but what what do we have to look forward to from you? Well, I am going to be go-go dancing in Miami for Ultra, um, which is a dance festival. I'm really excited about that. I'm still just bopping around at my job. I work as a talent coordinator with Doris Talent. I'm also writing a play. 
It's going to be called The Storage Closet. And it's about the women in GoGo and the stories they've told me over the last two years where I've been working. We all used to get ready in a, a literal storage closet. And we'd come every weekend and we would tell our stories from the weeks before. But, you know, I've been so inspired by those women and they've taught me so much about myself. So I really wanted to share the stories with the world. So I'll be doing that and producing it hopefully this year. I love that. That sounds very exciting. Like I I want to see that for sure. Thank (laughs) you. I'm hoping you'll see. I'm hoping you audition. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where can we find more out about you? Keep up with all the projects that you have coming. Well, I don't have a website, but I mostly post all my projects on my Instagram, Emma underscore Jean underscore Eastland. And yeah, you can see a little bit about my go-go work there. You'll see a little bit about my musical theater career there. And yeah, I post links in my bio for my upcoming projects, but I would love a follow and I would love to make new connections where they come. Yes, yeah. connection. That's that's what we're attracting here. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, thank sharing you. your story, sharing your insight. You are greatly appreciated. Okay. And to stay up to date with Emma Jane, we will put her Instagram handle in the episode notes and the show notes. Yay, thank you so much, Ashley. It was a pleasure. Of course. <laughs> All right, it's time for the super tool of the episode. Each episode will end with something that'll supercharge your life, health, relationships, and business. And this week, I just want you to stay conscious of the energy that you're putting out into the world, really finding that balance between your own masculine and feminine energy and being loving, being compassionate, being nurturing, while also taking the action that you need to take to go get the things that you want to have in life and aligning those thoughts with that action and just really settling into the energy of both of those because sometimes we can reject one or have distorted energy in the other and it's we're letting it overpower us. So really finding the balance so that we can live our best life to really embody our fullest potential and to create the things that we've set out to create in life. So if you've been closing yourself off to the intuitive part of you or the sexual part of you, embrace that shit. Don't be scared of it. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel guilty. It is there for a reason. If you've been closing yourself off to the powerful part of you, the part of you that takes action, that go gets what you want, embrace that. Every part of you deserves to be loved and to be accepted. And it is there and living within you for a reason. Thanks for joining us today. For more tools, resources, and access to behind-the-scenes content, follow us on Instagram at RememberWhoPodcast. And if you haven't already, please follow the show, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Until then, remember, you are appreciated, you are valued, and you are enough. Have a good one.